0: You are locked on Wolverines, your daily podcast on the Michigan Wolverines, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. And happy Thursday! We are back, Locked On Wolverines podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, with your team every day. We're officially in what's supposed to be the three day a week schedule, uh, but we've been doing one a week. But we're going to get back to at least two. Uh, because starting tomorrow, although we'll normally have it earlier in the week, we are going to welcome on someone from Pro Football Focus to talk about things that are advanced analytics. Tomorrow we'll have Anthony Trish. It's going to be awesome. But today's episode is brought to you by RockAuto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. Let's get to the mailbag since it is Thursday. Starting with our leaders and best, as we always do. James Crudup at James Crudup 6. It seems like Michigan is looking to take more of a dual threat this cycle. Would you like to see them target more dual threats or stay with the pro-style QBs they've been taking? I'd like to see more dual threats because I think that, you know, you you look at what – specifically a dual threat that can pass the ball. Because, like, Denard was nice. But, like, imagine if, like, Devin Gardner would have worked out, you know, like being able to throw the ball and run the ball. It just provides – Like It's hard to cover. You saw what Justin Fields did at Ohio State. Heck, Shea Patterson, when he did decide to run, particularly in the gauntlet, the three-game gauntlet, it was like almost unstoppable. I'd like to see more of that. That would be ideal. Um, But I'd like to have a mixture. I mean, Cade McNamara is a guy who can scramble, run. He's kind of more like a Shea Patterson, as someone brought up recently. Dan Villari is a guy that uh, Jim Harbaugh likened to Taysom Hill, and he was a dual threat. Uh I would just like to see Michigan go and get the best guy they can get. And sometimes, yeah, you're gonna you're gonna find a pro style guy like JJ McCarthy. Other times you're you know, you you might find someone that can be a a little bit more dynamic. And it's not like they've shied away from him. I mean, they were targeting Dorian Thompson Robinson back in twenty sixteen. He was one of the reasons why they had a satellite camp in LA. Well, L.A., I mean, granted, he was in Las Vegas, but, I mean, he came to the L.A. one. But they, you know, between him and Jalen Hall, who ended up in jail somehow, they were, that was why they had one in L.A. in 2016. I know I was there. Josh Barajadeki, with the coaches hitting the satellite camp circuit again, how many more, how many off-the-radar recruits One, uh, one's not currently being recruited do you think they'll discover? I mean, that's hard to quantify, of course. You know what? Like they've had a lot more success in finding guys that other teams end up getting, like Rashad Weaver, who was briefly committed to Michigan, but he ended up being a draft pick, you know? Ended up being a guy that I think Michigan fans would have ended up liking, even though they complained about him when he was uh when he was on the docket. I don't know if I think A. J. Dillon might have also come from a camp uh finding. Seems like a lot of times they find a guy and he ends up uh, going somewhere else. Like, what was that Nate guy's name? Jaleel. I don't remember his last name. Who ended up decommitting going to Georgia. I haven't heard of him since he went. supposedly went to Georgia. I don't know if he ended up there or not. But, um, I mean, a couple maybe. Can't hurt. I think the the bigger thing is getting in for some of the 2023 and 2024 guys. I remember going to a satellite camp in 2017. And they got to work with Brian Brisey. This was in Bowie, Maryland. And uh, Brian Brisey ended up being number one guy in the country, ended up going to Clemson. But at least getting face time with guys like that is, I think, the big thing. Finding guys? I mean, in 2017, again, I remember uh, Chase Klein ended up at Michigan State, but he was a standout. He and Tyreek Smith were stand. I mean, Tyreek Smith was just there, but were standouts at that camp in Cleveland. So, all depends. My brother, in metal Michael Wolf at M Wolf Twenty One, is there going to be a drastic change in the way that Michigan football is recruiting? I mean, I hope so. I hope it, at least in the sense of it seems like they're staying in Texas. I really want to see them being more aggressive in the southern states, in the talent-rich states. I think that Texas has been a huge missed opportunity for Michigan. I think that they need to hit that state a lot harder. It seems like they are. Uh, I I want to see them look for less going with the satellite camp thing. Let's go away from it. Less under the radar guys and more proven commodities. Take a big swing at the proven commodities. Build those relationships with the under the radar guys, but don't like you don't need to take a commitment from a guy that you could offer, a, you know, a week before signing day and get. You don't need to take a commitment from him in June or July. Swing hard for those guys that Alabama, Ohio State, Georgia, Clemson, all those teams, Florida are going after. And if it seems like you're not going to get those guys, then go down your list. So I hope that that's the case. But I don't know because I haven't, uh, uh, I have never met Courtney Morgan or Ashaun Larkin. So I don't really know the strategy at this point. Writer for Wolverines Wire Trent Noop at Trent Noop. With the addition of Whitley and possibly Jay Toya, what does a defensive line become a legit strength in Michigan? Um, I'm not 100% sure it becomes a. a Legit. I mean, I think the defensive line was already kind of a strength when you consider, yeah, those outside linebackers are essentially defensive linemen. Like it's been a strength. It's it's long been a strength. It's not a weakness right now. Even the, the year I thought it was going to be a weakness, it wasn't. Ended up didn't. It wasn't a weakness. Um, we'll see about Whitley in the sense of, I mean, he's a guy who has had some health issues, so he hasn't really he hasn't really he only really seen the field once, one time. Jay Toya, he's a guy that I mean, he hasn't played it down yet in college football. He's 2021, 20, so yeah, he's a he's a four-star guy. But they've got a couple four-star defensive tackles this particular class, so it's kind of hard to say that the the additions of those two necessarily makes it a legit strength more than it already is. Now, a strength, yes, that doesn't mean it's the strength, but I at the same time I think it has your best player in Aiden Hutchinson. I think you've got some you know really good guys, and and Christopher Hinton and Donovan Jeter. We'll see what ends up happening with um, some of those other guys, uh, like uh, Mozzie Smith. But I don't think that those two necessarily put it over the top. Still want to see more depth there. All right, finishing us out in segment one, Jimmy Whitner at Jimmy Whitner one. If you were making the decision and all three wanted to come, what would be your preference in order of these three? Doug McDaniel, Seth Trimble, Jaden Bradley. Ugh, see, I don't follow basketball recruiting enough to really to really know. Like I couldn't say, like, yeah, that's the that's the guy. You know what I mean? I mean, I, I would probably say Jaden Bradley. That would probably be my choice, but he's the highest rated of the three, if I'm not mistaken. Uh number two if Jay Toya does commit, how would that affect your outlook for the D-line in 21? doesn't really affect it in 21 as much as it affects it in maybe like 2023, 2024. Because you, you'll you then have four defensive tackle types that you brought in in the 2021 class if you add Jay Toya. Because remember, they got they still have Rashawn Benny, George Rooks, and Achaku Owana coming in. So, Jay Toya, even though he was a guy that was going to probably play right away at USC, I, I don't know yet what we would look like in Michigan. So, we'll see. Can't really say that a, that a true freshman lineman on either side of the ball is going to be that big difference maker. All right. Let's move on. But before we do, how does your favorite restaurant consistently make del- such delicious food? The short answer, they have the access... To the right kitchen tools. With Made in professional quality cookware and kitchenware, anyone is capable of making restaurant quality food at home. If you're, uh, mix that. Made In produces professional quality cookware and knives for those who love to cook. They source the finest materials and partner with renowned classmen to make premium kitchen tools available directly to you without the markup. Made in products are made to last and they offer a lifetime guarantee. Their cookware distributes heat evenly and can easily go from the stovetop to the oven. Their knives are fully forged and perfectly balanced. They say sharp. They have 28,000 plus five star reviews and their products are used by some of the world's best chefs at Michelin starred restaurants around the world. Right now, Made in is offering our listeners 15% off your first order with promo code LOCKEDON. This is the best discount available anywhere for made in products. So go to madeincookware.com. Locked On, slash Locked On. Use the promo code Locked On for 15% off your first order. That's madeincookware.com, slash Locked On. Use the promo code Locked On. Made in. Better cookware for better meals. Now, also got to tell you a little bit about rockauto.com, which is a family business. They've been serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. You Go to rockauto.com. Right now, you can shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules to brake parts to tan lamps, motor oil, even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique. It's also remarkably easy to navigate. So quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle. Choose the brand specifications and prices that you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and for do-it-yourselfers. So why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck Right, locked down in there. how-did-you-hear-about-us box. So they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. All right, let's move on. Uh, the Victor's Valiant are going to have to go. We didn't get any, any non-usual question askers this week, but uh, they're going to take up segments two and three. Didn't get as many questions this week, and I think part of that is the fact that we're doing this so much earlier than we've been doing it. Anyway. So don't be offended if you're in segment three. You're normally in segment two. This is just how we have to do it today. Started with Jim at Jim in the North. Does Michigan's university care less about football than other universities? I sometimes get the feeling that compared to the hospital or the B school administration, is fine if football goes seven and five. I mean, I kind of get the same feeling. And I, I remember the one and only conversation I've ever had with Mark Schlissel was about football because this came the week after the Minnesota game in 2014. And uh, I was like, all right, what are we doing about Dave Brandon, Brady Hoke, like these are the questions that need to be asked. And he, you could tell, he did not want anything to do with it. Granted, he wasn't even the president yet officially. He was making the rounds before he was like sworn in or whatever. How, however, it works. But uh, this was this was when I was a you know an alum, and I was on an alumni mixer and everything. I'm still an alum, but before I was in the media. And uh, yeah, I just yeah I do feel like Michigan couldn't care less as far as a lot of the administration is concerned when it comes to football or athletics. But yeah, because it's, I I think, I think that that's pretty evident, but I think that ironically the students and everyone else, they care. It's just the, some of the hot hoity toity academic types. And I say that as someone who went there, but whatever. What difference do you think the new Oregon state transfer can make? Well, I mean, Pro football focus rates him out pretty highly. So we'll we'll talk to Anthony about him uh, either tomorrow or in the coming weeks uh, about what Whitley brings to the table. But, uh, I mean, ultimately he could be that missing piece, that plug that you need a nose tackle. You could end up coming in and starting and being that guy. Maybe. But, I don't know. And I think if he ends up being that guy and if he's durable and can stay healthy, you're working with a lot of different options. Maybe maybe you're you're running something because like right now I, I still have Aiden Hutchinson more as an upfront guy. Maybe you have him and Taylor Upshaw back as linebackers. And then you can have Smith, Christopher uh sorry, yeah, not Smith, but um Christopher Hinton and, and Donovan Jeter or Mozzie Smith as those guys that are also up front. Gives you a lot more options than what you have right now. But we'll see how he acclimates because while it seems like this is a great fit, this is a great situation, he's had health issues. And, I mean, we've seen, we have we saw Wake like Willie Allen come and go. So we'll see if the, if he ends up being a fit. You don't know for sure. Brandon, at BrandonS616. Why aren't the scouts at 24-7 arrivals poached more by teams for scouting departments Thoughts on Dante Moore ghosting Ohio State to come to the Detroit Day. This obviously means he's ours, right? And he's smiling face with halo emoji. Um, he's got more questions. Let's answer those two first. You're starting to see it more and more. Um, I mean, Barton Simmons just went to Vanderbilt. Uh, I know he didn't leave. I don't think he left on the greatest of terms. But like Ryan Barto left 24-7 and then he went a bunch of places he's at Florida State now, I believe. I mean, you see some of those guys go places, and you know, it's outside of that. You you get some other scouting services guys, like um, Guy Crowley, who was with uh, Exos. He's at uh, UNLV now. He but he went to the Salukis. I I don't even know what school that is, but that's their their mascot. it's in Illinois. Uh, he went there for a minute. You you do see it, but I'm surprised that you don't see it more. Yeah, I mean, I'm with you there. But you, you do you are starting to see it a little bit more because it does seem like, hey, these are the guys that are making the rankings. I mean, Barton Simmons is the guy making the rankings. It just seems like it would be a matter of time before Steve Wolfong would be another guy. Right? Maybe like Brandon Huffman. Maybe I don't even know all the guys at twenty four seven anymore. I've been gone there from there for three years now. A little more than three years. Um But yeah, it wouldn't surprise me if Mike Farrell or any of those Adam Gorney, any of those guys end up somewhere else. Unless they don't wanna be. As far as Dante Moore ghosting Ohio State to come to Detroit. Day, uh, I think that's a great sign. I thought I I've long thought that he's been Michigan's to lose. I mean, he was the first he, Michigan offered him what two years ago, three years ago. It's like three years ago. Yeah, it's like twenty eighteen. So he's long been Michigan's to lose. And I saw like an Ohio State thing saying like, "Hey, you grew up a Buckeye fan. Guess what? Ohio State. You just got in it. Michigan's been in it for him forever." And Devin Gardner's his coach. So. It's kind of hard to, to think Ohio State's going to suddenly get in it. I mean, it is Ohio State, but it, it's a little bit different. Also, from Brandon, why is academics at Michigan always an excuse when schools like Duke have been able to bring in the best players in the nation? Granted, it's basketball, but still. Well, there you go. It's basketball. Football is a little bit of, of a different situation. Notice that the, the, those academic powerhouses, their football teams tend to not be on that same level. I mean, you can look at Stanford, but it's not like Stanford's been pulling in a bunch of five stars. Michigan has still tended to out recruit Stanford. So, but like, so look at Michigan's peers. Really, Notre Dame is Michigan's most notable peer, and they recruit about the same as Michigan. So, there you go. The dead period is over. How pumped are you for the news that's going to start coming? I mean, I'm pumped. I'm just pumped because last, this time last year, I was sitting and playing Red Dead Redemption 2 every day with nothing to write, nothing to do. So now we're like, at least this starts to feel a little bit more, more normal. Now today I'm not going to be at the, um, Midwest recruiting thing at Ferris state because I have, uh, previous obligations, but, uh, I mean, I'm excited to get to some more of that type of thing. Finishing us out on segment two in segment two. Thoughts on the mass exodus of linebacker transfers and the outlook of the position this fall. Obviously, that just got worse yesterday with Cornell Wheeler, surprisingly, entering the NCAA transfer portal. I don't know if that's, like, a fit situation. Ben Van Sumeren, like I told you, he told me directly, it was a scheme fit. I'm surprised because it just seemed like, especially with this new scheme, it was like, dude, you're going to be starting next year, you know, as as a middle linebacker. But... Maybe he felt beat out. Maybe maybe he didn't like something else. I don't know. It's surprising to me. But, I mean, most of the guys that they lost weren't going to be giant factors. I think that Cornell Wheeler is like one of two guys that I felt could have been a factor. William Mohan is obviously a fit thing, but I still think that he could have been something, right? Um, But, I mean, Adam Shibley, it's good for him to, to move on to Notre Dame. I mean, he probably wasn't going to see the field much. Especially with some up and coming guys like Kalel Mullings, Junior Colson. um, I think that maybe Cornell leaving could speak well of Junior Colson and what he's able to do so far. And then you, lo- and then you look at like Adam Fakie and who else am I missing? I mean, I think that's it: Ben Van and Adam Fakie, Adam Shibley, William Mohan, and now Cornell Wheeler. Outlook at the position is not great right now though because it's not like they brought in a bunch of linebackers they brought in junior colson and tyler mclaurin they need some big time linebackers i feel like your defense is predicated less on what your defensive line can do and more on what your linebackers can do they need some high high high-end linebackers they need some five stars that's what they need so that's how i feel about it i don't i think for this fall it might. It'll probably be okay. I mean, you've got your outside linebackers are essentially defensive ends now. Maybe you got your tweener types, David Ajabo, Jalen Harrell. You know, and then you've got your inside types, Kyle Mullings. I think Junior Colson could play either inside or outside. Josh Ross, Michael Barrett. You've got bodies. You've got talent. Anthony Solomon. But it's not. You you need more because it's. Not a lot of depth. All right, let's talk about Built Bar, BuiltBar.com. Y'all know much. I love Built Bar. My new, my next box just came in this morning of peanut butter brownie. They sent me these grasshopper ones that are incredible. Um, so listen, I put my money where my mouth is. Dozens of times, not maybe dozens, but at least a dozen times, I've bought so many boxes. If you don't know about Built Bar, it is a delicious protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. It's high protein, low calorie, low carb. Like I said, I put my money where my mouth is. You should take advantage of it and go to BuiltBar.com, put in the promo code LOCKEDON. Get 15% off that next order. I am telling you, if you are a protein bar consumer, this is the best one on the market. I personally think so. I do not eat any other brand unless I am in dire consequence and can't find Built Bar around. So go to BuiltBar.com. Promo code BLACK15, get 15% off that next order. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day. All right, we got four more left. Still in the Victor's Valiant. Start with Mark Z at Mark Zimke. Can you offer some insight on a position coach moving to coordinator? This whole time, everyone expected Coach McDonald to mimic what the Ravens did, but I would imagine a dude with his aspirations has been working on his own thing for years. Well, here's the thing is what he's what he's bringing to the table is probably what the Ravens did because he came from the Todd Grantham School of Defense at Florida and Georgia. Or, well, I mean, he was at Georgia, but you know, Todd Grantham did the same thing at Florida. And then he went to the Ravens and worked behind the scenes, and they run the very similar system. I mean, yeah, you're going to get different ideas of your own, but generally, you're going to get what you've been taught. You know, it's not like you're going to go through a pro style, and then you're you know you're going to go through you know pro style system your whole life, and then go and become a coordinator, offensive coordinator, and say you know we're running dual because you don't know it, right? Like maybe you start to learn some of the principles and integrate it. But I think that that's the thing. Now, as far as the insight from moving position coach to coordinator, I mean, I don't know because I've never been in that position. But I again, I think it's one of those things you, you, you're you a protege of somebody, of some system. So you're going to utilize the aspects of that or whatever else you've studied that you like. That's going to be whatever you, whatever you think is the best scenario. And obviously, if he's been with the Ravens, chances are he thinks what the Ravens have done is the best scenario. And I don't, I do think it is always a big situation moving from position coach to coordinator. But I mean, he's a guy that if he would have had that same move in the NFL, no one would have batted an eye. You know what I mean? Michigan fans bat an eye because like, oh, he doesn't have coordinator experience. But if he would have like, say the Atlanta Falcons or whatever, some team is like, we're hiring Mike McDonald, the linebackers coach for Baltimore to be our new defensive coordinator with the type of accolades that he has. I think people would be like, all right, sweet. I mean, the Detroit Lions just hired a tight ends coach to be the head coach. Yeah, people question that, but it's Lions, (laughs) you know. Jonathan Joseph at J. Joseph 2156. Is Jim Harbaugh getting back to doing satellite camps, showing signs of the old Harbaugh coming back? No, I think that's just the they're allowed to right now. I don't know what allows them to. I think it's still a proximity thing to some degree. And like, I don't know what the rules are when it's when it comes to that. But no, it's I mean, he would have done it every single year. He did it in 2017, did the satellite camps in 2017, and that was like the start of him not acting like old Harbaugh. He's being way more muted and all of that stuff, so I don't think it means anything. Spencer Whitmore at Spencer Whitmore. Top three favorite game day traditions. That one's tough. Um, all right, so obviously the banner is one. Touching the banner. You know what what one has always been one of my favorites is the third down. I mean, I don't like saying you suck necessarily. Or especially well, especially now that they say you suck expletive. But I always liked Temptation on third down. That was always like my favorite. And Let's Go Blue on first downs. Those are my three favorite things. Like I get hyped, you know, obviously when you see the team touch the banner. I shouldn't even say the banner, like the because like the whole M M fanfare. I probably like M fanfare more, like especially like in my first couple years covering the team. Like when you start getting close to football season, I'd I'd put on like M fanfare while I'm driving around, and it's like oh, and like if you hear the band practicing in Ann Arbor, leaving a press conference or coming to a press conference, and it's just like oh, here we go. So M fanfare. So it's all marching band related. M fanfare temptation and uh, and let's go blue finishing us out there's evil afoot at the underscore mike b underscore show do you think the harbaugh that harbaugh will survive the betting on himself era dude I have no idea we'll know very quickly if he will we'll see what this team looks like we'll see what kind of recruiting class it brings in we'll know within a year even if he lasts another year, we'll know within a year how this is gonna go I think is the the way that we can see it, but I can't tell you do i think do I think he will i don't <laughs> i i have no I have no opinion honestly whether he's gonna last the next five years or if he's gonna be out in two I would probably bet on him lasting than compared to not though. That would be my guess. All right. That'll do it. As like I said, tomorrow, Anthony Trees from PFF. And we will go for there. All right. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks for listening. Peace.